she put together the topic, of course, which is developing a brand strategy, but not just for the sake of branding, but putting together a brand strategy specifically that will work around the cadence of your audience. So yeah, Nick, I'm excited to talk about this, man. Take us through that journey. I don't know if you started and, and, and maybe let's go from the very beginning just so that we can do it maybe in a step-by-step process. I don't know if you started by studying the audience first and you know, I've, I've heard examples around get your client avatar and really understand who you're serving and, and getting to know them on a deeper level. But I feel that a lot of people maybe skate over that exercise because it's common language or it's something that's always suggested. So people may think, ah, maybe I don't need to do it. It's not that serious. But where did you start? Did you start at that? Let me pitch together this avatar and really learn when they're available, how do they go through their day? What was your process? So I didn't do the particular research you're speaking of until I started, right? So I'm I'm one of those like, I'm gonna see how it is, get the, you know, the feel of the land and then perfect it, right? Um, but what I did know is that I was speaking to kind of the old and somewhat still existing me, right? So if I am, uh, I have something that creates money from a, you know, from a daytime situation, building my brand at the time was really coming more towards the evening, right? And so I'm thinking, you know what? normal nine to five people who are really trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to jump into entrepreneurship or how to have this side hustle, um, how to be known in some way, shape or form, but finding the time, it's really not going to happen till probably around, I would say past 6 PM, you know, um, when you get home, you chill, family, all that great stuff. And you're probably not really working on things until late at night, or at least researching some of the things, right? Like, let me learn something new. So for me, understanding that, I was like, you know what? Let me start there, right? And also, uh, what can I stay consistent with, right? And that, like I said, I was still talking to kind of like the old me, that those were the times I could do it. And so if I could do it there, there was someone who was going to listen, right? But as I got, you know, as I've, I grew my brand and, and of course got some more time and understood as they continue to come in based off conversations and what was needed, I adjusted certain things such as um, I realized lately I was gaining more of a global audience and more of a West Coast audience. So where before I used to do lives maybe, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, to now where I'm starting lives at 10, 10.30 because I'm now hitting an international audience that are trying to learn how to grow through content and social media. So it's, it's always adjusting once you start, okay, how can I learn the most about them? What are their habits? What are some of their, uh, the reasons why they're tuning in? What are they expecting? You know, and that's really 
having conversations with them. I, I'm there's I wish there was a website or something that is like you put in a keyword and it tells you everything about your audience. There's not necessarily a particular one site. There's multiple things that you have to do, but from uh from a bare minimum standpoint, when you just go out there and you just have conversations, like and some people are going to be like, well, I I post and no one talks to me, no one comments. Are you asking for them? Right? Are you are you trying to create the conversations? Are you creating different platforms like lives and podcasts and things like that where they can comment back of some way, shape, or form so you can get to understand your people? Are you sending out surveys? Are you creating email lists that they you can then ask them questions later on? Text message groups. There's certain things and I and I'm going through it fast and most is probably going to make me go back. But there's different things you can do in order to have conversations with your audience to find out more information. But it really just starts sometimes of just going and a bit of trial. I'm not saying a whole year worth, two years, nothing like that. But I'm saying sometimes you just have to go and see based off maybe the old you or what you you used to do. So I'll I'll start there with that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I I especially want to tap into the conversation piece of what you said, right? This idea of talking to your people to learn more about them. Right. I think one of the things that you have to remember too, especially for those of us who are trying to position ourselves as the thought leader, as the expert in the industry, and we know that that credibility matters, that perception, that value perception, or that that aura that you bring online. Of course, we know to some extent it really does matter, but you do have to humble yourself and have conversation with people. Responding to people or having conversation with them, in no shape or form does it necessarily take away from your credibility. And I have to admit, that was me in the beginning. I used to think that, well, if I'm super accessible, then people are going to think that, well, maybe you're not as good as you think you are or say that you are, or you're not as busy. So I've come a long way to start to say, no, 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 you have to talk with people. And above all else too, and I'm gearing up to ask you a question here too, Bix, but the, the main thing we have to remember is that not everyone is comfortable having conversations where the public can see it. Meaning not everyone is comfortable telling you their challenges or their pain points or their goals or whatever question you may be asking on a public post that anyone can just read. What if they're embarrassed of their answer? What if they don't want to share it publicly? What if they just want to have that conversation with you one-on-one -on -one? or in general, what if they're even uncomfortable having conversations with large groups or large audiences? Yeah. So that's one of the things that you have to kind of take into consideration as well. But I want to ask you, how are the, what are some things that you did to maybe establish the trust or just go about having conversation? And I don't mean this in a bad way, but complete strangers yeah. in a way that you're even interested in, in them enough to know their likes and their dislikes. And two part question, what, what are the things that you used and, and said, this could be important for me understanding my audience and what parts were, okay, it's cool that you told me this, but it's not really relevant to what I'm trying to do. 
Okay, wait, what was the first part? See, you asked me the second part, and I was ready for the yeah. second. First part is, how did you go about having those conversations? Yeah. Because you're technically talking to complete strangers. Was it something that you did maybe, I don't know, mentally to, to get in the headspace, to, to, to learn more about people or get them to trust you and respond with you? What, what were those one-off conversations like? And then how did you start to say, okay, this is going to be important for me to learn about the audience. This is not. So at first I had to get comfortable with me, right? Um, I had to get comfortable posting, going live just like this. Um, I had to be okay with looking at me, right? Because nine out of 10 times when we're struggling to uh, speak to others or, or post or anything, sometimes we're just not okay with ourselves. We think they're not going to like this because deep down inside, we don't like it, right? And there's just certain things we just got to fix. And that's perfectly fine. But for me, I had to, I had to like me and be able to talk to me first so what no one could take away from me i'm going to talk regardless if uh somebody's going to talk to me and like i'm going to have fun in my head right i don't necessarily have to be super verbal in a group but in my head i have mad conversations right mm. so i didn't have a problem going on social media and no one talking to me because I'm talking to me, right? I'm I'm yeah. posting something in in, and if somebody wants to have the conversation with me, great, let's do it, right? Now, from a, I'm speaking to total strangers standpoint. It, I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it like, what was the point of me creating this post? What was the point of me going live? What was the point of me creating this brand? It, it's not about, uh me or anything like that it's really about helping other people so the only way i can help other people is by talking to them right now i'm not the super uh and and shout out to everybody who came this past weekend to uh to lansing for our event but uh i'm not the super super like uh like party goer and things like that like wanting to talk to every single person, but I hold my own, right? I can hold my own and I know when to speak and when not to speak. I know who to help and who not to help, right? And I lead with that more than anything. I came here to help others. I have a, uh, a formula, I have a system, I have, you know, a perspective that is going to help somebody i didn't put a number i didn't wish the the masses loved me someone is going to take some of these these lessons that i teach and we're good so from that standpoint it was just being okay with me and then understanding that i'm more on a serving base and not a validation base i'm not trying to just post so y'all could be like oh my God, great job, Nikki. And I'm like, yes, I feel complete in life now. Like, I I value more of the this helped me. This, okay, I know what to do. I'm gonna go do this now. Yo, let me try that. It has nothing to do with how dope my post was, what I said, what I wore, anything like that. Are you going to do something with it, right? So 
that was the the stranger part. What was the second part? What was the second part? Now talk about how you pretty much organize the information that you collected from those conversations. So what parts of their responses did you say, oh, this this can I can use that a part of the mix, whether it be to create more content that can be helpful for them or just to understand them better? And what things did you realize weren't necessarily needed? Yeah, it was, it had to be the common, common themes, right? You are going to notice that there's people who are going to respond or ask questions over and over again. Like, maybe in different ways, because it's going to be different people at different times. But if I'm seeing a common theme, I'm going to hold on to that. I'm probably going to write it down and I'll make content off of it. Because everything that people say, react to, not just only have to verbally say or written say, like what they react to from hearts and emojis and things like that, shares, it shows that people want that. And so then you keep that, that whether it's mental or written down on some, okay, this is what people like. I need to go more into that, right? Because in the beginning stages, yeah, people are not going to comment, but they're going to react in some way, shape, or form. So you kind of keep note to that. You kind of keep note to what is our my highest performing numbers, what, uh, what saves, shares, retweets, whatever your platform is. What are your highest numbers? Because these are, this is your audience telling you, we need more of this. I need, I like this and I need more of this. So between the conversations, between the reactions, that's how I kind of gather what works and what doesn't. There's one thing I just did um, today that I tested twice where it was, um, you know, do you need ideas for reels and TikTok? Hit this sound and show us what you do. And I showed different examples of other people using that particular sound because some people just don't know what's a post they understand i gotta do short form videos but they don't have true examples and so i did it twice it was two of them were the the two of them were like some of my highest numbers like yeah all my other stuff is just like cool but we're looking at 200k 160k uh plays i'm like well we're going to do that again because clearly you want more ideas and you want to know certain sounds to use. Let's do that while it still rides the trending wave as well, because that's a sound that's trending. So just observing a lot of what's going on has, has like really helped me communicate with uh, my audience. Yeah, that's dope. One of my favorite messages that you put out is there are people who are less talented than you. They're better than you or they're getting more traction than you just because they're posting and you choose not to. So it's like you not posting is making trash people get ahead in life. <laughs> How did that message come about? Cause that, that to me was like, wow, that is accurate to say the it, least. It, I mean, it's true. We see it all the time. It's, it's something that we, and anybody who's watching this, whether live or replay, it's a, it's a reason because they have some type of expertise experience and they just don't know how to message that. They don't know what to do with it, right? So it's more, all right, how do I 
how do I get the confidence? How do I get the knowledge? How do I get all these different things? And these people are just like, I don't really care for all that. I'm going to do it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Regardless if you, you like it or not, I'm going to do it. Because as you're starting to think of what needs to, I'm going to just put it out. And the more they see me, the more I'm like, oh, I look like an expert. I may not really know what I'm talking about. Right. I mean, I may not know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to put it out there to the point. I know so many people, and this is why it's so important to just put things out there. I know so many people that figured it out as they went. Now they're looked at as some of the top people in their, you know, in their niche. And it's like, I, I know you didn't know anything. Like, I know you didn't. And you put out like you did. You showed this certain kind of lifestyle like you did. But eventually, if you do it over and over again, people are going to believe it. And you could be saying crap, but they're going to believe it because it's the only information, only kind of content that's there. Now, we're the ones that actually have the right information, the right motivation, the right entertainment that needs to be out there to the world, but we don't put it out there. And we're getting intimidated by the people who don't know anything, but they seem that they do because they are always out there. So looks are very deceiving if you don't necessarily go under that hood, right? There's a lot of people who are paying to look as experts. There's a lot of people who are just putting stuff out there because they're hoping it catches on. And once it's viral, it's out of here. We're good. So... It's it's a lot of one one group is not overthinking, the other one is. One group is, is willing to pay some money, the other one just doesn't even have the knowledge to start. So yeah, the the people who post the most that may not be the smartest are always going to be deemed the experts or the top tier of that particular uh, industry or niche or whatever, because who are they there to compare to? Wow, wow! Uh, get 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 the suckiness out of you, man. <laughs> <laughs>